0: Welcome to another episode of Ladies Who Launch. We are here on a bit of a gloomy Friday uh, to bring you this episode. And we've got a really good episode planned for you guys today. But before we dive in, Alyssa and I want to rant a little bit about something called the hustle culture.
1: Yes, today, lady rant, lady rant, <laughs> lady rant. I don't think we've done a real lady rant in a while. So yeah, let's, we're going to rant today. Have. No, no. Yeah. Um, before I get into the lady rant, I do just want to say, um, in the last couple of weeks, we have received a ton of new listeners. Um, I don't know if we're, we're suddenly like the fruit of the week or whatever the, that's not <laughs> the really, that's not the, the right thing. <laughs> <What? laughs> what's what's the, what's what the saying that? like the, the the when you're popular for a short period of time like the oh i'm blanking but i know what you're saying this is why our podcast moment. Is total cluster anyway um, <laughs> but we've received some great feedback um in the last little few weeks and some people that we we know and people that have like randomly found us saying how they are binging on our podcast recently like we are binge worthy apparently <laughs> so cool <laughs> fantastic anyway thanks to everyone who is tuning in i think we might do a a reintro episode and let us like for all our new listeners and tell everybody who we are we might do a bit of a reinvention of ladies who launch and and, and introduce reintroduce you to Dakota and i but i just did want to reach say a big thank you to everyone who has really boosted our listenership numbers and for the awesome feedback in last few weeks. So I'm glad that you were enjoying and feeling like you're having a coffee with us, which is kind of what we want this podcast to be, that you're just sitting with two girlfriends who are chit chatting and that you can like yell back at the podcast, be like, yeah, girl, that's what I wanted to say. Like that's kind of what our podcast is all about. So thank you. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Thank you, you guys. This is amazing. Seriously. Like we never, we, we hoped that this would happen, but when it, when it actually starts to happen, it feels pretty good. So yeah, it is pretty cool. Anyway, lady <laughs> rat on that. Lady topic, rat.
1: This whole girl boss hustle culture nonsense is really to the point of it, of, of, of just being obsessively gross I mean it was always sort of problematic it, it started what three four years ago this whole idea of yeah the, the Rachel Hollis who's also massively problematic we could do a whole episode on the Rachel Hollis situation but like the Jenna Kuchers like all this sort of like um toxic positivity toxic um discussions around uh, like 24 7 and like side hustles and all this stuff and I think it, it's just as a massive disservice to women. I mean, there's just, it's it's rife of internalized misogyny. It's hugely, um, it hugely promotes white privilege. And there's a whole level of of that discussion about all these sort of um, young, pretty white girls, like telling everyone that they just need to work harder and like hustle and like, oh, I'm a girl boss. And it's like, no, you're in an MLM, like, give me a break. But that sort of- <laughs> Like you sell lululemon leggings or whatever your deal is, or um, so I think. From as entrepreneurs who've both been entrepreneurs for an extended period of time, I think it's partly why we wanted to start this podcast is to sort of circumvent and sort of um, take back that 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 conversation around um, women and young entrepreneurs and young. It could be any age entrepreneurs, but for women entrepreneurs that somehow um, if you're not this or that, then you're not part of this whatever club that they're talking about. So it's just become the reason why I wanted to rant about this today. I mean, I talk, I mentioned Rachel Hollis a little bit, but um, if anybody was following social media in the last uh, little while, she really really stepped in it and I think it was it was kind of nice to see Rachel Hollis get her due when um she decided to go on a live and rant about her um her cleaning lady who um that's who she called like she referred to her as a cleaning lady and how she was supporting like it was was, oh it went on and like yeah she's basically I mean that whole what's the word now cancelled but it was kind of I I have loathe the Rachel Hollis whole narrative for years. And so for her to finally sort of be called out and especially called out by um, women of color and and because that sort of um, culture, that girl boss culture is so inherently um, white privilege uh, was kind of nice. But it it sort of goes into what we're going to talk about today in terms of um, learning how to use technology, take breaks from technology and and not becoming part of this sort of social media uh, um, cluster of, of everybody's got to be perfect and everybody's got to do this and this sort of like perfectly curated Instagram feeds and all of this nonsense that we're sort of fed. And I think um, that's, that's why I, I felt this rant was required before this episode. Because look, for everybody listening, there is like, you're not a girl boss. You're the boss like stop this nonsense of like all of this and hustle culture is toxic. No one should be hustling. Like that is not how you run a business. That is not how you actually survive. And this whole idea that we as entrepreneurs have to be balls to the wall 24 seven is completely um, ridiculous and unrealistic and, and, and in no way how to run a business. So that's, it's my rant. And that's kind of <laughs> where we're going to go into today. And I know Dakota's got a ton of good tips on things she's learned um, in the last little while about technology and, and how to pace yourself and how to not fall into this um, 24-7 existence just because social media runs
0: 24-7. Absolutely. Yeah. Good rant, Alyssa. Seriously. I'm Every International Women's Day, I take the opportunity to call out two things. Obviously, celebrating women, but also, um, I always call out this terrible, terrible burnout culture that is the hustle culture. Um, and in addition to that, you know, reminding women that they are bosses. that their gender does not um, isn't a precursor for for their role or what they do. They are, at the end of the day, just owners of businesses and bosses themselves um and we like you know the fight for equality is hard enough so why amplify it by <laughs> calling yourself a girl boss right yeah. um yeah anyway so that being said though i will say that i know that it's hard as a business owner to not fall into that trap of constantly quote hustling um just because we still very much are in a culture where in North America, we kind of work and die. Um, that's kind of how it is here. Um, when I traveled to Europe two and a half years ago, I got the refreshing perspective of, of how they live their lives and how it's very much enjoy life. Don't feel bad about indulging. Um, And, and they, I think like to an extent, they really take better care of their mental health over there. And it was a really great reminder to put my phone down and just sit and enjoy a coffee. Um, What was so great about my trip to Europe was that I ended up getting in, in into a routine where I wasn't hustling. I would wake up and do a little bit of work because I was over there for an extended period of time and I was working remotely. I had a wonderful person back here in Calgary supporting me. And she would constantly remind me that I am in a very beautiful place. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity really to take it all in and to, to leave you know, the work stuff kind of with her and at back home. And one of the things, one of the rituals that I learned when I was in Europe that I would do is I would always get up in the morning and I started to pick up a routine where I just refused to look at my phone for whatever reason, even if I just wanted to catch up on social um, for about two hours you know, after I got up from bed. So I was allowed to kind of do it later, but I wasn't allowed to pick up my phone for two hours. And I would mindfully make my breakfast or go for a walk to get breakfast, um, go grab a coffee or have a coffee and just sit in my little... I, I rented Airbnbs for the most part. So just like sit in my yard or go have a conversation with somebody, go walk around, go do something. And then I was allowed to pick up my phone, and I found myself barely ever being on my phone, which at the time was huge for me because I was massively addicted to being on my phone. Before I left for Europe, I found myself sitting on the couch every single night, um, you know, pr- for probably a solid two or three hours. I like it makes me sick to even think about this. Just scrolling, 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 scrolling for no reason whatsoever. And then, of course, demonizing myself for doing so because I knew I could be doing something better like reading, going for a walk, spending time with my dog, something else, right? What a waste of time. So one of the things I would challenge everybody to do if you're finding that you're just constantly on your phone... Is coming up with a routine. Um, When I got home from Europe, I found that I carried the routine back with me into North America um, and back into my home routine. Yes, at times I fell off the wagon and still even now, I'm not super like where I'd like to be with my social media. Um, Like how often I'm on social media, but but I'm better for sure. And it's definitely a good reminder when I'm mindlessly scrolling, I, I check myself now and I'm like, oh... Why am I doing this? This this is really boring and it's not adding anything to my life right now. So I put it down and I do something else. But one of the best routines that I really love doing, and it actually really fills my day as well, is having a morning and an evening routine that doesn't involve screen time. So my morning and evening routines are fairly robust. And this doesn't mean that this has to be the same for you. They they also have other things that are serving me in my life right now that I really enjoy doing. But what I usually do is I get up at around 6 o'clock um, if I've had a good sleep. Last night, I had a terrible sleep. More on that later. <laughs> but if I've had a relatively good sleep, which I should have had if my routine was, was good for the week, um, I'll get up at around 6. And the first thing I do is I... Um, just walk around my house and I open all of my curtains and I greet the day. I say hi to my dog, give her a nice little snuggle, nice little scratch. And then I sit on the edge of my bed and I just take 10 to 15 minutes of quiet time, whether it's sitting with my eyes closed and just kind of thinking about the day or walking around my kitchen and putting some stuff away and just kind of thinking about the day. I take that time to be very quiet and I don't put music on. I don't, I don't do anything. I just kind of hang out in silence for a bit and really prepare myself for the day. Then I'll go and um, like brush my teeth and do all, all that stuff and put on my, my creams and whatever for the day. (laughs) And then um, from there, I will put on a podcast and I will take my dog for a walk. Um, This is harder to do in the wintertime. So I'm super excited that the weather has finally gotten nice. In the wintertime, you may need to kind of switch it up. Um, And then from there, I'll come back and make a nice breakfast, have a coffee, have some water. And then I will sit down and make a list of what I need to do for the day. I try to limit my daily activities to like five to six things because I know anything over and above that really overwhelms me and makes... Just makes me really anxious, so that's kind of what I try to do with my daily activities. And then I break up my day almost always with a run or some form of exercise. And I take—I usually take my dog with me because she's very energetic and requires lots of exercise. Um, and then in the evening time, oh, sorry. And then when I get back from my run, I give myself half an hour to eat lunch and to scroll on my phone. So that's when I'll do like my catch up of like what's going on on in Instagram. Um, and I'll just very mindfully consume, you know, the social media as I'm eating my lunch. And then once that's done, that's kind of some of my scrolling time for the day. So I'm not allowed to do any more, um, until bed, until like right before bed. So we not right before bed, but my evening routine. And then in the evening, um, when I'm eating dinner, that's when I get to scroll again. Um, and then after that, I, unless I'm like having phone calls with friends and family, I usually try to just leave my phone in my kitchen. I will check it one more time before bed just to make sure nothing emergency related is happening with clients. Um, But otherwise, at that time, that's kind of when I leave my phone in my kitchen. And how I avoid scrolling more or being bored is I have an evening routine as well. And that evening routine involves cooking dinner Doing my, you know, me time, watching a show, and then at around eight thirty, I stop eating, turn everything off. If I've decided to enjoy some wine, I'm like not drinking anymore, unless it's like a cup of tea or water. And then I usually just go lay in bed um, and I do a deep meditation, which helps me sleep. Um, I journal for a little bit because oftentimes a lot will come out of deep meditations. I'm really liking Lacey Phillips right now. Uh, for deep meditation work, she's awesome. And then I usually commit to, if I'm not exhausted, reading for about 20 to 30 minutes. And then that usually just totally knocks me out. So th- that's my routine. It really helps me stay off my phone. Um, it helps me to have you know healthy amounts of scrolling time at that, that's filling my cup. And it's not just like a waste of time. Um, and yeah, and I find that those two kind of routines also just really set me up for success every day. And yeah, so so what happens if you have a really shitty sleep? Well, sometimes we have crappy sleeps and we wake up kind of, you know, at like a half an hour before we have to sit down and work. I would just say that if if you're going to do anything that morning because you chose to sleep in a little bit to get some extra rest, make sure you're taking that 15 minutes of quiet time and just don't pick up your phone until you're ready to go to work. Just make sure you're ready for the day if, you, if you're if you somebody that likes to sleep. Um, and that should help as well with, with staying off your phone.
1: Yeah, those are really good tips. And I think as entrepreneurs, we get into this habit of feeling that we need to be available 24-7 or we need to... S- know what's going on in the world 24-7. And that's just not true. I mean, we are not emergency room physicians or anything where we are life and death situations rely on our um, attachment to our phones. But I have found what's been interesting through um, the pandemic and being at home. I mean, both of us work from home normally. So uh, working from home isn't an issue. But I do find that the addiction or the constant checking of my phone has been become more of a problem during this time because we don't go anywhere. So pre-COVID when I was out at meetings or I was out um, like light, the coffee shops or light, all those sorts of things in, in different situations doing work or meetings or um, just seeing people, my phone wasn't nearly as much of a uh, a, a lifeline. But it seems that since we've been home and we don't go anywhere, that the phone has become um, more of that than it should. And I have found, um, I, I'm not that good with the morning and the evening routine to be perfectly honest, but what I have found helps a lot is I've act, I actually just put my phone on do not disturb. So as of like after dinner or like eight o'clock at night, I put my phone on do not disturb. So therefore I can't, I'm not, I'm not hearing emails or texts aren't coming through, like obviously. Um, And then that stays on until uh, seven in the morning because A, I don't want to and I also don't have any notifications on my phone. So um, I don't get notified of emails and I don't get notified. Like I'm not constantly hearing dings of Facebook notifications or, or Instagram notifications. That's the one easy thing that I would tell everybody to do right now is just take all the notifications off your phone because the minute that you hear that ding or you hear that um, even for for um, text messages and you immediately want to know what it is. And honestly, it's probably your friend sending you a cat name, like on what, what, like really. So I found myself when I was becoming, when I knew it was an issue and why, and when I had to put my phone aside is when I would get on my phone and I'm sure a lot of people listening will relate. Like you're on your phone before you get out of bed. You're already scrolling, you're checking your emails or scrolling social media before you even get out of bed. and Say something happened, or something. Some crazy persons on on social media ranting about something. It immediately affects your day because you're you're looking at this stuff, and before you even have like got out of bed in the morning, your day has been directed by what you've already seen on social. So it's derailed. Like whether you whether you realize it or not, your day's already derailed by uh, social media before you even started it. So. It takes discipline, but I have found that just removing um, notifications and setting a do not disturb on my phone after hours helps a lot um, from the mindless scrolling. Like I was to the point where, and I'm sure people can relate too, where I was like watching a Netflix movie, but not really watching it because I was scrolling social media. Like how many people is that? Like where you're on the on the couch all so, the time, all the time, to
0: the point that I feel like I have like severe ADHD.
1: Right? Like, are we all now, like, I mean, we all, I know we all have mental health issues for uh, through the pandemic and for various issues, but we are using our phones and social and all of that as a crutch because we can't manage our existence or our daily lives. And when we can't even sit down to watch a movie or a TV show without having to mindlessly scroll our phone, I think we all need to take a step back because we're all the same person. We all do this. Like, let's not pretend we don't. I mean, let's all just, um, call a spade a spade, but that's not healthy. Like we are all not in a healthy space. And I think like anything, once you realize that you do have a problem, then that's how you can sort of fix it. But, um, until you get to the point where you actually realize that, like, wait a minute, I've missed 10 minutes of this show. Like, and then I think that, that happened to me because I was watching, I forget what I was watching, but on Netflix. And I was like, I looked up and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, what, what has happened? And I had to like, yeah, go back. I had to re- rewind like five minutes of the show because I totally wasn't paying attention. And then I couldn't even tell you what I was looking at on social either. So like, what kind of like mindset is that, that you just don't even know what you're looking at anymore? It's really not a good way to live your life. Um,
0: I remember in some of my most unhappy relationships as well, I fell into a bad kind of trend of towards like the end of those relationships, just being on my phone a lot when I was younger. I would say that's like when I knew I started to have a problem because I was obviously filling some sort of a void. And now... I can't stand it when people, whether it's friends, people you're on a date with, people you're seeing, whatever, are on their phone. Well,
1: have I find you ever it, seen those those couples and well, when we used to be able to go to restaurants,
0: <laughs> when you oh uh, my go, god, and they're both on their phone, they're both on their phone, like and you're like, why are you even out? Like what? what like just, I am gonna. And why are you? That's together. terrible.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. So it's <laughs> so crazy. You're just like I, I find oh. myself um just sort of analyzing people when they're out and, or the people who are ignoring their kids, like their kids are on their iPad or whatever. And the parents are like, totally just like not even acknowledging that their children are sitting at the table. It's just like just crazy things. And they would have no idea. Like if you walked up to their table, like as a couple who are both on their phone and just be like, what are you doing?
0: Are you you enjoying your date? Oh my gosh. So So weird.
1: like a while ago,
0: (laughs) I just remember this a while ago before COVID, I was on a date with this guy and he, it was like our fifth date or something. So I decided to cook him dinner and he came over and I I made like a really nice pasta dish for us. And we were having a really fun time. And then he literally got up from my table and was like, okay, well, I'll just let you clean up. I'm going to go into your living room. And he poured himself another, he poured himself a glass of wine, didn't pour me a glass of wine, went into the living room and scroll was scrolling on his phone while I cleaned up. Yeah. He need, he, he was, I, I never yeah. talked. No, I never talked yeah. to him again. <laughs>
1: like, you know it's like, I mean, it's like, we've all, we've all lost social skills just generally, we've all yeah. but how this relates from a business perspective and especially to those of us that work in the digital space and social, and we are doing this as our job. It's even more important that we turn ourselves off from it. Um, yeah. Because when you're in it all day and you're doing this for clients or you're doing it even for your own business and having to be online and all that stuff for your own business, we as entrepreneurs still don't have to be available after 6 o'clock or whatever your time is. And I think it's taken... Me a long time, and I know Dakota's um, gone through this too of training our clients to understand that just because you're doing something at 7 p.m. doesn't mean that you can expect me to be doing the same thing. And just because you're getting your emails done and sent out at seven o'clock in the evening doesn't mean that I have to respond to you. And that's a learning, and it's kind of hard conversations to have with your clients or customers. Like, I mean, if we were running, retail businesses and our, our, our store closed at seven o'clock and people like were pounding on the door at eight o'clock at night, like expecting us to be there. Like that would be ridiculous. So why do we expect, why do we allow that in our own consulting businesses? Just because we don't have a brick and mortar store that people like that we can lock the door and people can't come in. So I may, as a consultant choose to work early in the morning because those are my best hours. So if I want to get up early and I I sort of plow through some projects from like six in the morning to eight in the morning before um everybody else is up. Or I have like an inspiration of creativity at nine o'clock at night and want to go do something. That's my choice to do that. But the my client or my customer cannot expect me to be doing that just because I just cause I'm working at nine o'clock at night doesn't mean I'm sending things to my client, expecting them to approve them at that time. That's not fair. So those of us that work in this on a regular basis, it's more important to be able to set those clear boundaries of your work time and your non-work time. And if you don't, I mean, your clients or your customers will own you. And again, it gets back to that hustle culture. And I think the whole reason why hustle culture or that phrase and that sort of... um, methodology or whatever was created is because people weren't setting clear boundaries so therefore you're you're having to do work and respond to emails and um and social media posts and all that stuff 24/7 because you're hustling because you as the person haven't set clear boundaries and therefore everyone around you is just expecting that you're available all the time and so well that hustle culture mentality came about and it was supposed to be this empowerment thing for women which is complete and utter crap it's also created this mass level of insecurity and inadequacy because no one's ever going to be able to to live up to this um view or whatever that that we're supposed to be everything and everyone to and everything to everyone and i think it makes women in particular um jealous and insecure with each other and as women we're supposed to be helping each other holding each other up and helping um other women become successful but in the meantime it's just like high school and everybody's just infighting and backbiting because they look like they're doing more than you or they look like they're getting more than you and it's like but that's all that's all just perception I mean all this like nonsense on instagram with these super curated and 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 uh and edited photos like that isn't life.
0: Yeah. No, it's not. And I understand that some people that that's their brand. I really love the influencers that like constantly, you know, call themselves out for my life really isn't like this just so you guys know. It's just it's part of the brand that I'm selling. But in reality this is what my life is like. Um, I think that's really nice, which brings me to kind of my last point that I think we as entrepreneurs within our businesses, within our, within our own boundaries and routines. And, and for those of us that have staff and even the contractors that we work with, we should, we should have a code of conduct and almost, um, a kind of boundary around, burnout and technology that we spread the word about all the time. And I have a really good example as well of how I'm implementing that at Social Centric. And it's still very much a work in progress. I have a wonderful account manager named Lachlan, who's been with me for just under, actually, almost two years now. So just under two years, which is crazy to me. Um, She'll be celebrating her two year with me uh, at the end of this year. So... Anyways, Lachlan's been with me for a while, and she's she's a student, but she's a um, she's just so knowledgeable and so incredible that she's grown very rapidly within social centric. She started as a coordinator and is now more or less like my right hand woman, um, doing you know a lot of our daily implementation stuff for us. So, because Lachlan goes to Mount Royal, um, she had to do a work term in order to finish out her degree, and she's graduating next spring. And for whatever stupid reason, this is the second round of the day. And yes, I'm going to call you out, Mount Royal. Um, she, of course, had to go by the rules with the job board. There was nothing on the job board. So she had to find another job because they wouldn't let her do her work term with me. They argued with her that she needed to get other experience, with which I do agree with. But at the same time, it's put her in a really rough position because... She really loves working with me um, and with Social Centric. And she's grown very immensely with us. And if she continues on this path, then really good things are like down in her future with us. Um, But yeah, long story short, she had to take another position for the next 5 months in order to complete her work term. She found something super cool. Uh, It's a company that sits under the umbrella of the of Hootsuite, actually, which is really neat and really great for... Advantageous for us as well. But she's working full-time for them. And then in addition, she has kept her role with me. And then in addition to that, she goes back to school full-time in the fall. So she's really not getting much of a break this summer. Um, and it's going to be like a pretty rough, you know, next year for her with, with all that she's doing. So... When I get emails from her at 10 o'clock at night giving me work, um, I definitely start to worry about burnout with her. And so we, what I've done is I just I'm I I always say to her, you know, you you can be open and honest with me about anything. And she is. So if she's not happy with something or she thinks we could be doing something more efficiently, she's very open with me about that. And so she has said to me, I'm fine. I've got this. It's all good. I've got like a good plan set up. I've got a good routine set up. And we constantly discuss routine with each other and give each other tips. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think the whole point here is just making sure that your staff are being taken care of and that there is that open communication um, to make sure that if they've made the decision to work a lot because of opportunities, just making sure they're supported, being organized on your end to make sure that they have what they need in order to get the job done. And then just being as supportive as possible, right? Like giving them bigger deadline windows just in case they can't get something done the way that they did before, planning accordingly accordingly within your own business to make sure it's the right fit for you, that kind of thing. And just really creating a culture of open communication um, and the ability to support people so that they don't burn out. Um, So that's kind of my rant on that and my point on that. But having that code of contact, I think, with... Conduct within your own business is really important. And then leading by example. If you're not walking the walk, but you're just talking the talk, then it doesn't mean anything.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say that too, is that once you have people underneath you and you're telling them, oh, I I don't want to see emails from you after 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock or whatever it is, but you're sending emails at 10 o'clock at night or whatever... Then you're not doing your job as a leader. Um, your job is to is to lead by example, and that means being responsible and being um, and showing that your life isn't your work. Um, I have to say that one of the key, one of the things, the tools that I use all the time is the um, scheduling emails in Gmail, so that. I'm not like even if I write them at 10 o'clock at night, they're not like going out until 8 30 or 8 o'clock in the morning. So I that, love
0: that. Yes, it, I do that it, too. I was yeah, just isn't it say the that. best. Yeah. It's like
1: I mean, yeah. just because I'm sending an email doesn't mean it. So yeah, I use the scheduler all the time in Gmail. So it doesn't uh so people aren't getting um emails from me uh in their inbox in the middle of the night because I think that's a, that's terrible. And um and it, and because I know that people are like the rest of us and that if they see an email come through at ten o'clock at night, they're gonna wanna they're look scrolling. at it. And I don't I don't want people to be um, doing that on my behalf either. So I think um, what we've both tried to get across and to all new entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs that have been around the block a few times, we all struggle. Um, we all struggle with feeling that we need to be available 24-7 and we are. We all struggle with being addicted to technology and addicted to our phones. I mean, who hasn't had that moment of panic when you're in the car and realized you, ha- you left your phone at home and it like ruins your whole day? I mean, it's it's true and it's it's true (laughs) where we are, but that there are ways to deal with it and you do have to, and that you're not to compare yourself to what other people are doing and not to set expectations that you are going to answer that email at 10 o'clock at night or that you expect your staff to do that or expect people who work with you. Like I would never expect any of my subcontractors to be um, on their email or on their phones just because I am, if I'm working late, like that's just, it's it's just not a responsible um, human human, really. So if people have other good tips, like um, send us DMs to our Instagram or, or um, email us, Um, we'll leave all our information in, in the show notes because we like to learn from other people as well. We don't have all the answers. So if you've learned some great things over your time, even if you're a regular employee and not an entrepreneur, um, we'd love to be able to share them because again, we're all in this together. And the more we can learn from everybody else, the better we all be. Absolutely.
0: And with that, we hope you guys have a great week and we will catch you next
1: time. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode.